0: Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. My name is Angela, I'm here with the cutting and Hustle Podcast and today our awesome guest is Jay Dwayne Garnett just like Kevin Garnett, I'm told <laughs> He owns the awesome nonprofit Love's is a Parable here in the Triangle and I can't wait for you guys to hear more about him and what he does
1: Thank you so much Angela and then thank you for having me on this show yeah, absolutely, absolutely. and a dope setup so I gotta give you all those props at <laughs> one time
0: Yes, Venturex, shout out to the awesome space
1: Yeah, it's gorgeous But yeah, um, in June See what you didn't know. This is actually our three year anniversary this month. Yeah, in June of 2017, we actually started our nonprofit. But the funny thing is, it actually happened by accident and um, prematurely. My wife and I, at the time, I was working in a nonprofit. I mean, I was working in higher ed. And my wife and I, because I was extremely blessed, I loved the position that I was in and things like that. I was. Tell my wife I wanted to kind of give back. We were going through different ideas, and I said it would be nice for us to just promote random acts of kindness. And so, we were talking about you know promoting random acts of kindness. I started looking back at some of the notes that I was taking for the last three and a half years, and I realized that I was always signing it, um, Love is a Parable. And so, we were like, Let's just start an initiative. And um, because the name of the actual Nonprofit Love's a Parable is a DBA, but the name of the actual nonprofit is called Twin Place Incorporated. And so we were like, "Well, our first initiative is going to be Love is a Parable, where well, we go and give random acts of kindness." And so at the time, I was in the acting community, and I had a friend by the name of mine, Angie Staley, who was like, "Hey, we're about to launch this nonprofit. We need some time to prepare, but we wanted to gift you this. So when we launch, you'll be one of the first ones to have it." Well, Angie ended up wearing it. At the you know, closing night of the show that we read so we were like wow so we woke up the next day to a whole bunch of phone calls and everything and before you knew it love is a parable started <laughs> six months premature <laughs> and what was interesting interesting is we, we had just a the paperwork anyway because we wanted to have so many things together and love is a parable started out as an initiative then it became a movement and then it became the organization within itself. So it kind of um, taken and morphed into its own thing. And then when we started looking back, um, because I have a book that's already out, Random Thoughts, Space of a Voidic Mind. Um, and so the second book was supposed to be an addition to that book. But we found out when I started compiling everything and putting it together, it was really showing people how to look. And so it ended up becoming a training manual on how to love and so then we realized that the vision was to promote unity love and kindness um and we were going to give them the formula um to, ba- to break free yeah and so before you know we have been doing it people we were like so y'all really just talk about love all day like "Yep, yeah, that's what <laughs> we do we have um a working paradigm for what we believe is love and it has been like extremely successful um, we've had We've had six cohorts so far. We've also had uh, the original cohort to take the advanced course. And then we are now actually having individual virtual courses right now. And um, most recently it expanded to where, with everything that's going on, that we had um, some members of local towns to reach out to us and some um, political figures as well to reach out and say, hey, can you help us? Because we've heard that you guys have been doing this. So we basically pulled a portion out of the curriculum because we talk about the ending mechanisms in the curriculum. And we pulled that out and I partnered with Tara Henry of Office and Art to say, hey, let's expand this a little bit. And that actually became our implicit um, bias workshop. We had 72 people um, to show up, but we had 30 to complete all three days of the workshop. And that's virtually. So we're in the process of planning another one and in addition we still have our glasses going. <laughs> it's
0: just nonstop. It's non-stop.
1: Well, you know, like when you find something, I think as creatives, you try to find your niche, you try to find where I belong, where I fit in. And it seemed like when you're creative, you never know. It's like I can do this, I can do that. Yeah. But I'm not really sure which one I want to do like for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I never thought that having a nonprofit would give me the ability to do all of the gifts yeah. that I have in one place. I never thought that I would feel so fulfilled doing this. Wow. Even my children um, have gotten involved. <laughs> um, my wife and I have an eight and a 10 year old. Well, there'll be nine tomorrow. And they'll the be 11 following Monday. But yeah, they'll be, but at the time they were eight and 10 and they actually wrote a book. <laughs> and that's our junior advocate program for the kids.
0: Okay.
1: Yep, pick up the slack. So um, it became a family-like phenomenon. And I said, you know what, this just feels right. And you can tell when something feels right when the whole family gets involved and we just continue to grow and expand.
0: Yeah. And you touched on so many great things during that time. I don't even know where to like start these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Because, I mean, like, one, you talked about not waiting until it's perfect, not waiting until you think you're ready, but just doing it when the moment hits. Yeah. Right? And then not being afraid to just let things grow and expand in ways that you never could have imagined. I mean, because that's what happened in glossing from an idea and from a concept to a book, to classes, to conversations, to expanding what it means. Right. It's a terrible, um, I think that's just so amazing. I think so many times we try to plan out every little thing. We want everything to be perfect. We want our I's dotted, our T's crossed, and that's just not always possible. Um, so like if someone was to say, come to you and say, like three years ago, would you have? was there anything else that you would tell yourself about where you are now? And give yourself advice for any fears that you had, starting levels of six months early, um, what would you tell yourself? Yeah knowing
1: what you know now um the funny thing is we tell ourselves the same thing that we <laughs> told ourselves today is that um the name of the book for love is a parable um training is ibaka um and it means um, open um be open to love and it's a training and reflection um manual and so ibaka actually means to be open um but it actually means to be open so that lets you know that there was a time that you were already open and so it's a calling to return to that um, openness but it's not just any openness it's an openness where there's no uneasiness and so that's our guiding principle and one of the things that me and my wife said this because I've done public speaking, like i taught, I did everything in higher ed Um, so I did so much, she's always been like, that's your thing I'm not going to do it, but when we said this, this was the first thing that she was like I'm in that And so I was like, okay, it feels right, it's supposed to happen, these things are going to take place, and so it's always be open and trust your natural instinct. Our instinct is our natural defense mechanism, it's there for a reason, and for some strange reason we've been conditioned not to trust it. And we'll say things like, someone told me, or I should have followed my first mind, or you know what i'm saying my kid told me and it's like no trust that and if you trust that it won't it won't stir you and so that's one of the things that i find myself returning to because um even though i was a public person i was also private meaning i controlled what i was allowing people to see well love's parable um, forced me to be just 100 transparent Because now you're seeing the things that are most valuable to me. You're saying my wife, you're seeing my children, um, you're saying into my home. And so that's when it all came. It's like if we show people how to be open to love, to receive love, how to identify love, this crazy thing called unity is achievable. And so that is how our vision came, is that we were open to it and we said, oh, our vision is we actually see we're living in unity through love. And then our mission is, oh, if we promote unity, love and kindness, while providing love advocacy, love education, love wellness, mm-hmm. we will achieve our vision. That became our mission. Yeah. And so we follow that format and everything that we do, it's never, we never deviate from the original intent of why we were established. And it always started with being open. Yeah. Oh man, that's like,
0: so when I first started Engage studio, mm-hmm. I like, I had no, no expectations. No right. expectations. It was just like, I'm passionate about photography. This is something I want to do. Um, let me start a business so I can at least be legit. All those type of things. But then one day, I, think, I just remember talking to my mom and she was like, write down where you see yourself going. Write down the goals that you have for yourself and for your business and let that guide in everything that you do. So it goes back to just trusting your intuition. Know where you're headed. Know who you are and just know what
1: you want out of things. And that'll guide a lot of the decisions that you make
0: that I'm not Right. Do you have um, children? I do not
1: have children. Well, I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you. When Before I had children, it was like, when I had my kids, my kids are not going to do this. They're not <laughs> going to do that. They're not going to do that. And so, like, your children really test you. It's like every boundary you thought that you had, your children are like, yeah, I'm going to stay on this line <laughs> and I'm going to tap, I'm going to tap toe back and forth, you know, because you're not going to do that because you love me. <laughs> and so, I found that, like, when you're birthing vision, it's kind of that same way. Um, a lot of times we do have a vision. Like, I had a vision of just really seeing people happy. That's where it started from. And now being open, we realized in order to help them gain this happiness, um, gain this joy, it all starts with a foundation in love. But I didn't know that love was the thing that I was focusing on had. Love is a Parable kind of became that child, Like, right? Okay. It tested everything that I knew professionally. Cause <laughs> stuff like, I guess like if you have something that's tangible, mm-hmm. there's an immediate gratification that you can say like, if I go buy a car, for instance, I know once I sign that line, give the money or whatever, I walk away with the car. Yeah. If I'm buying a house, same process, 30, 45 days later, I got the house. Um, going to school, if I work at it from a year to four years, I got the degree. Yeah. Whereas with the product that we're selling, we're selling yourself. And we're not even selling it. We're telling you that there is a need for you to return to yourself. And if you return to yourself, you'll uncover love. Yeah. And so a lot of people are like, no, I, I have love, i tried that before. we're like, have you really tried love when you tried things other people's way yeah. Like how would you feel if I tell you that, um, what you do, how you perceive yourself is really a response to others. I how do you feel about
0: that? that. I would say that's not something I want to hear, but I would say that <laughs> it's valid. No, it's still my it sucks, it sucks to hear, but you know, it sucks to hear that you may or may not be living life in your own terms like you think that you are. It sucks to hear that you may not be living up to your full potential and your capacity to love, your capacity to give and your capacity to be "quote unquote" a good person, right. you know, what did you think you are? I mean, that, that's a hard—it's a hard pill to swallow. So. Right.
1: So, how do you, how can you tell me you know not love this? I don't
0: know. Are we going
1: to the press? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how usually the conversation happens. Is that what we know is how to respond to others, but what we don't know is how to respond to ourselves how to take care of ourselves, how to give ourselves what we need. And you'll be surprised with things that you'll remember, the things that you will do, the things that you commit. So every time we see someone's life change, it inspires us to do do more. And so that's one of the things that I would encourage anyone is that if you have a nonprofit, most nonprofits provide a service. That service should be your motivation. And you should see immediate results from the service that you provide. And that should always be your driving force. And people will come to you and say, hey, I want you to do this or do that. And have happens some people who've been very successful in their fields, like, well, if you tweak this, you can get this with funds here and you can do that. But if I do that, then it'll change what this is. And that's one of the things that we've all have done from how we got our board members, how the family came on, um, all of that. We've never deviated from the original you know, in 10 we do things. Yeah. That's
0: powerful. I mean, that's, that's incredibly introspective, just like, you know, profit. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, no, that's just great advice and I can't, can't end with that enough. So with, let's talk about your most recent course, which is the implicit bias yep. training that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, So this one's born out of essentially your reputation through looks of terrible people knew you, they felt like you would be an incredible community resource for people who are looking to um, maybe examine their own biases, mm-hmm. own biases. I'm not sure. I don't, you did sure, okay, okay. okay, cool. I'm not that good at English, so. <laughs> um, but people that are looking for. Oh,
1: it is important. That's all Anytime <laughs> and it becomes a word against me. I learned that wrong. You did biasness <laughs> or biases. <laughs> you like a word. A word, it <laughs> <is>. Irrefutable. <laughs> oh,
0: English slash report today. So. <laughs> um, but on your course, you know, it wasn't something that was bred out of your own pursuit to. Uh, I guess insert your own opinion into something that's spread out of your um, reputation for explaining people's definition of love, um, for examining, or helping people examine their own um, biases um, within themselves, and how those may be reflected, or um, I guess, superimposed on the world around them. So, how would you say, or like, what would you say has been the biggest driving factor in the reputation that you have built? Around your services as a nonprofit, and what advice would you give to someone who is also looking to, I guess, just make their mark? Um, I am who I say I am. I'm going to do what I say I want to do, and I'm going to deliver on whatever task I'm giving to the best of my ability.
1: Yeah, I would say um, it goes back kind of to even the first statement that you you've alluded to is that don't try we have a theory about perfection too. So it's so funny. We talk about all of these things all the time and it's um, because we believe that, you know, perfection is a construct because the only time you, we believe that you are perfect the way that you are. And the only time imperfection comes into play is by comparison. So if there was no comparison, there would be no imperfection. Therefore, you always be perfect. And so I think that us solidifying our foundation, meaning if you have a nonprofit and you know the whole purpose for your nonprofit. That should always be your driving force. Anytime you find yourself deviating from your driving force, that's when it's time to reassess and reevaluate. So the first thing is making sure that you're always staying true to yourself. And in order to be true to yourself, you have to do a lot of confrontation. Um, and realize that if you're going into an area, there are gonna be people who um, challenge me we make assumptions a lot. And one of the assumptions, I, I, in my 19 years of working higher ed, I never was challenged. Whereas, I found in in profits, I was challenged. And then, it was the first time my wife and I both had to say, oh, no, we have degrees in this. <laughs> like, not only did we go to school for this, um, meaning because my undergrad is therapeutic with minor in music and uh, community rec, but my master's in no health services penetration. So I worked in behavioral health, um, and then I worked in adolescent psychosocial like and drug addiction disorders for a while. But I also worked in higher ed. So we have the angiogology and the pedagogy experience and the behavioral health experience that comes into play. My wife also has her master's in health service administration and her master's helps, um, you know, human home, family, it can be a family. And Consumer Sciences. That's what it is, Family and Consumer Sciences. And then she also is working on a Master's in Education. So when you talk about somebody like what we're doing, like it happened to be a passion, but it's also areas that we're skilled in. And so whenever you have a passion, um, it's your responsibility also to make sure that you're skilled in what you're doing. I'm not saying you need a degree per se, but you need to make sure that you're working on your craft Working on your passion day in and day out, so when people challenge you, you don't get offended. You're like, "Oh, I got this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got this." are <laughs> like, "Yeah, I got this." Here you go.
1: Yeah. So this is what adds, and then you realize your your work, your weight has validity to what you're doing. And so whenever you challenge in that regard, you know um, you'll have. So I say focus on your vision and make sure that you're always fine tuning yourself to make sure that your vision is always sharp and clear. And then as far as the impact, when it comes to the impact, I always will base it on fulfillment, meaning that we do what we felt like we were meant to do. And it's always shocking when somebody says, I've been watching y'all, like y'all been doing this y'all been doing that. Wow. Um, when we found out we had people in the UK watching, we are like, this is scary, but it's kind of <laughs> dope at the same time. But um, you never realize the impact that you're making until someone brings it to your attention. And I think that that's a good thing to remain humble too. Right? Yeah. It helps you remain humble if you stay on your mission and you always continue, it keeps you humble. So when any other thing that happens outside of that, like the impact of it, yeah. it's always a bonus, And that
0: encourage you to keep going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wise words from a wise man. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us today, January, for a hang of Love is a Parable awesome awesome guy definitely check out some of his books you know his videos and just his platform as a nonprofit. check out some of his merch he has some amazing amazing shirts and they go to an amazing amazing cost so thank you so much for being here with us today thank you for Venturex for hosting us in your awesome space and like this video if you liked it subscribe to the channel if you haven't already we will see you guys in the next video bye